Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning, but before we jump back into the goodness, let's take a minute and pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Lord, and that you've given us the mind of Christ, Lord, that you have seated us in heavenly places so that we can see what you're doing, Lord, and be a part of it, God. And we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that you send to equip and guide us, Lord, to bring us to the destination that you have laid out for each and every one of us, Lord. And we thank you for the victory over the enemy that you've given us, Lord, and the strength that you've equipped us with, God. We thank you for your love and your compassion, Lord, your joy that surpasses all understanding, Lord, that we find rest and comfort in you, Lord, knowing that whatever cares that we have, we can cast them on you, Lord, and you'll take care of them, Lord, because you love us. So we just thank you for that, for those blessings, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. amen about the goodness. His word is the goodness. So I want to welcome everybody to our morning Bible study and our continued discussion and series on the Lord's house. And we are reviewing or discussing the, well, we are moving on and we're now we're going to begin discussing the inner and outer veil and the furnishings. Uh, which is found in Exodus 26, verses 31 through 37. But uh, before we get into it, I want to ask anybody that has been blessed by this or any of the episodes, if they would like it, subscribe on this and any number of our our platforms, and then also share it with someone else, because we're all learning and growing together. All right, We all want to be blessed, and we want to be a blessing to others. And we, for this ministry, uh, want to ensure that where the Lord goes throughout the entire earth. Mm-hmm. That has been our focus as the Lord has directed us. So I want to give you the opportunity to help bring that to pass, mm-hmm. to enter in, if you will, uh, with us and into our labors. So that's, that is the request. But let's get on to the word, shall we? Can I get a volunteer to read Exodus 26, verses 31 through 37, please? I'll read it. You shall make a veil woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. It shall be woven with an artistic design of cherubim. You shall hang it upon the four pillars of acacia wood overlaid with gold. The hook shall be gold upon four sockets of silver, and you shall hang the veil from the clasp. Then you shall bring the Ark of the Testimony in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy. You shall put the mercy seat upon the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand across from the table on the side of the tabernacle towards the south. And you shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the door of the tabernacle, woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen made by a weaver. And you shall make for the screen five pillars of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. 
Their hooks shall be gold, and you shall cast five sockets of bronze for them. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, a couple things to point out beforehand, right? Do we see a similarity here between the veil, or both inner and outer veil, and the linen covering? Yes. What are the what are the similarities, sir? The colors that they're chosen and the cherubim on it. Mm, woven into the, the tapestry or the veil, right? Yes. Separating the most holy, which is where the Ark of the Covenant uh, remains, and the holy place, right? Yes. And then what's found in the holy place? Mercy seat. No, no, that's... That's, That's the most holy place, sir. And what what are the items, the furnishings found in the holy place? The menorah, um, the table of showbread, and there is an altar of incense also. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> yes. And of course the the furnishings, the utensils for the table of showbread, right? And we haven't covered the altar of incense yet. That comes a little later on. Um, Exodus 30 is um, where that is. So we will get to that. But um, another interesting point I wanted to bring up, right? So all these boards, we talked about how they're overlaid with gold, right? Yes. And we, in the previous podcast, we talked about the reasons why that wood, the acacia wood, was chosen, right? Yes. So... There is a, clearly a difference here between the entrance to the holy place and the entrance to the most holy place, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. What is that difference? There's five of one and four of another. Um, one of them has silver sockets. I know the other one has bronze. Most holy has silver the holy has bronze sockets okay. and clasp. What about the pillars? The, they have different numbers. Okay. The outer, the outer is five, and the inner is four. Hmm. Okay. Um, does anybody remember the meanings for those? Five was grace. I'm not sure what four was. That did say four was praise. Hmm. So, because of his grace, we can enter, right? Yes. 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 And But then by the time we get to the most holy place, it is praise or worship, right? Yes. Living out our lives in worship unto the Lord, yes? Yes. 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 So, I just want to bring those points up for now, but I, I also uh, want to... Open the floor for each of you to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you on this. All right? Okay. So who would like to begin? I will. All right, promise? I wanted to go. You, you can go, promise. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Richard. I was sorry. Okay, the first... The first thing I noticed was that one of the colors inside of 
the um, veils was red. And how I remember in pre-podcast, you would say red was the Lord's, was the Lord, Jesus' blood. And how the Lord reminded me of that without Jesus, we, we wouldn't be able to have any of this today. Also, with the number five with grace, that because the Lord won the cross, then we were able to have grace. Okay. What else? Also, then, where it's, I noticed inside verse 36, where it said it had to be woven by a weaver. And how most are going to say, oh, Lord, we simply don't have the time to do that. We have to do other things, so can we just get some other guy to get this woven? But the Lord, wait, sorry. But the Lord wanted Moses to do with all his might, which meant he loved the Lord. Mm-hmm. And showed him that he gave him honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Give them honor. So, I love how you brought that up, sir. That ties with our earlier discussion. Actually, the Charles, you brought up about in the the five with the five pillars for the outer veil, right? Yes. There were f- five sockets of what material? Bronze. Bronze. Does anybody know what bronze typically represents in scripture? Mm. Okay. Human nature. Right? So we see even in this, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a a transition, a change that happens as a result of coming into contact with our God, right? And the yes. desire, the choice to serve him wholly. There's the, I'll say, we went from having our human nature, but then by the time you get, oh, sorry, there was a human nature. There were five of those. So grace was given, right? Yes. Then those, those pillars were still made of gold, right? But by the time you yes. get to the four pillars of the dividing, between the most holy and the holy, right? Yes. They're made of what? Silver. Sockets of silver. So in other words, there has been a refining that's happened, right? Yes. Yes. We talked about that. Silver always represents a refining that happens or purity. And we even talked about with Psalm 12, the word of the Lord being that refined silver, right? Yes. So showing the, the purity. And now as a result of those things, that refining, we can just praise or worship the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Which, which goes to what you were saying, promise. Right? There is a difference. It is part of a process. Right? But even with that, you don't always see, if you will, how that changes, right? How that process occurs, right? Because it starts off with bronze and ends up as refined silver, right? Yes. But you see that even in there, there's a human nature in the working out of things, right? There's the furnishings for the tabernacle and you have the table of showbread, 
if, if you're entering, right, if you're looking at it and you're entering on the right side is the table of showbread, on the left side is the menorah or the golden lampstand, right? Yes. yes. Which shows there the Lord giving us grace and working his nature into us, right? Pro yes. Protecting us and doing all those things. And then there is the altar of incense, which if you look at, and that's right before the, the veil, the inner veil, separating the most holy from the holy, right? Yes. So in that holy place, or sorry, the, the altar of incense, many times there is the, the prayers of and for the saints, right? Yes. Prayers being at the heart of God. Right? Yes. So, as a result of those things and his work, his redeeming work for us, we can enter. He refines us and we can now enter the most holy place. Amen? Amen. What else? So, um, when I was, when you were looking at this, um, the Lord had, well, it's been years ago, but he, he had taught me certain things about his numbers mm -hmm. and the number five, when he spoke to me about it, he called it, I don't recognize it mm. as in, um, it's covered mm -hmm. right by the blood and he didn't see it or account it as, um, I guess say something to be reckoned with, but he didn't, he didn't count it. Mm -hmm. He said he didn't recognize it. So that being the grace of God and his mercy as well. Mm -hmm. And then the number four, he said, represented Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and in us. Mm. Back to our oneness, as we should be. We see Jesus reference a lot in scripture that we are one Father, and then we will be one with them, and they are one with us, and we're one and one with each other. And um, because it matters to him. And as you see it coming through the temples uh, or the curtains that were there that we're talking about, coming in under grace and walking the distance from that grace entry to the point where we are one with God mm -hmm. and we understand and recognize that and we have been purified and the holiness of God that's ours is now <coughs> recognizable both to us and to those on the other side or on the outside. Mm -hmm. And we come into this place that we're now returned and restored to oneness. And in the gospels in Matthew 27 in particular, but the gospels, when Jesus was on the cross and he had finished everything and he, um, let's turn and look at it. We look at Matthew 27. And we're going to look at verse 50 53. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom mm -hmm. and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. 
and coming out of the graves after the, his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So the, the blood of Jesus, right? The finishing, him finishing his work on the cross brought us back to our oneness with God. Um, there was no longer enmity between us and him. And there was no longer any legal separation between us and him. Once we come in under the blood, the adversary can't stand in our way. There's no more guilt before God. We're clean and ready and able to now enter into his presence boldly, as we see um, that we're told to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and help in a time of trouble. So coming back in through that, that second veil to the Holy of Holies, that gate, that door is open to us now. And now as we come in, we're able to partake of all that God has for us. We don't have anything that holds um, God back from us or us back from him. So God is free towards us. Now we have a choice whether we'll come in and enter beyond that point mm-hmm. or we will refrain and abstain and remain outside. But it's available to us. And then you are... Oh, go ahead. It's sweetie. one other thing I want to bring up. <clears throat> I love what you, you said about what the Lord showed you about the number four. And then there is still living a, a life of worship to him. But also those four, um, I'll say the, the base for the, the four pillars, right? Separating the, the holy from the most holy, mm-hmm. right? And, and we talked about this in discussing the, the walls, for and then the frame and the structure mm-hmm. for the for the tabernacle right how it related to christ there was the baseline that was his word right he's the foundation mm-hmm. for those things that were all built upon but if and maybe this is just the image that we have but as i'm looking at it uh i was reminded of hebrews right because they're all silver right representing the we have been refined right and we are one with god it's reminded of Hebrews 12, the, um, really, the, I'll say the first couple of verses. Um, we're surrounded, these, these four, the bases for these four pillars are surrounded by other silver pars, right? Mm-hmm. That hold up the walls. Right. So I was really in, reminded of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the, like I said, these four, the basis for these four pillars, showing that transition, that refining that has occurred, right? They're surrounded by others, right? The cloud of witnesses, other silver bases mm. that have also been refined. All right, and, and they're back a little from the bronze bases for the five pillars. Mm-hmm. So just just the way you know, I saw that and how it how it appeared, I'll say it was revealed. Um, but just an interesting, interesting thought for all of us, right? To encourage us to move forward in our relationship and in the refining process. 
with our Lord and Savior. Amen. There's two sides to that refining process mm-hmm. that I, I want us to keep in our mind and our heart. We can't earn refinement, right? We are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our faith in him gives us entrance to this place um, with him before God. That's it, plain and simple. And as we walk with him, we will begin to see the fruit and the outcome and the flourishing as a result of our time with him, allowing him to perfect us, allowing him to um, manifest what his blood has already done for us. We don't have to conjure it up and we have to cooperate with it. I don't have, I can't generate it of myself. I cannot, no matter how hard I try, I couldn't take myself from being bronze to silver. (laughs) I couldn't. It's not like the Mm -hmm. Olympics. If I train harder, if I run faster, if it, you know, the wind is at my back that day, if I didn't drink that extra glass of water or, you know, whatever it is and put my weight over, I don't have to do that. I can't do that. His blood is it. And then my, my amen to his promises Mm -hmm. is to cooperate with him. Scripture says that the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen. And are amen, absolutely. Meaning that he's already, he's done the the hard work. Cooperate with him. Allow him to work this in and through you. And don't be an obstinance to him. Don't be an obstacle to his progress. Flow with him. Walk with him. And let him bring this about and go, I agree with you, God. The scripture you read in uh, Hebrews 12, my love, mm-hmm. um, telling us to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Sin seems easy up front. Children, you've heard me say this. It seems easy up front. But after you get past that initial ta- uh, tantalization, then the the prison doors slam behind you. Then the, the fetters come on your ankles and your hands and your feet and they gag on your mouth and the blinders on your eyes and the, the dulling to your ears. And before you know it, you're ensnared or trapped and walking with God initially seems like, boy, that's so hard. That's a challenge. But when you walk with him, it yields the peaceable fruit of the Lord and it yields the good outcome. Um, verse three and four of, of uh, Hebrews chapter 12 says, for mm-hmm. consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So happening in the mind, mm-hmm. the mind, the will, and the emotions, those that mind and emotions get all flared up and soured and feeling sorry for themselves or um, seem to be overwhelmed. And then the will begins to change. Verse four says, yet, I'm sorry, you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. So keeping in mind that we're cooperating with him, understand that the adversary will come to knock on those emotions to see if you're going to let them get out of alignment. He will come to try to discourage your mind so that you'll change your will on following God and you never make it into the place that God has for you. But see it, look at it circumspectly, be wise. Know that you're entering into that grace by the blood of Jesus. It is by his, it's not by um, power or might, but it's by his spirit. It's not by your, because you're so awesome. It's not by, because you've (laughs) done everything just right. It's not by, because you ever could do everything just right. It's, It's none of those mean anything, but what does is your trust in him 
and your decision to follow him and let him walk and work through you the purposes that he has desired. And when Jesus comes and knocks on the door of your heart, when he says, my love, let me cultivate this in you. Mm-hmm. My desire is that you let me change you in this area. Let me teach you my word. Your amen is to go, okay, okay, Jesus. Something that the Lord taught me um, early as I was learning this from him was I would just put both my hands up like somebody, <laughs> you caught me. Surrendering. <laughs> I just put them up and I go, okay, God, I'm going where you're going. And that signified to me and my, my natural man, my mind, my will, and my emotions and my mm-hmm. physical body, we've surrendered. It's no longer what I think should be done. It's no longer how I feel things should go. It's no longer what I anticipated or I believed I saw or I thought I should have or you name it and roll it out. My preconceived notions, it's no longer my will be done, but it's yours. And that helped remind me to lay those things down internally and let God continue to complete his will on the inside of me. And I still go, okay, Lord, it's a little bit easier for me now because my soul has been renewed in this area. It's easier for me today, but I still must do it. It doesn't stop. And Jesus, even after all the miracles he performed, after the transfiguration on the mount, he still had to surrender his will to the Father Amen. in the garden. And he had to continue in that surrender all the way up into the cross mm-hmm. and stay up there. And not I was going to say, and even on the cross, right? And not called down 12 legions of he angels. Had to, he had to stay and remain faithful to his decision to surrender to God because God had put all things in his hand. He had said, son, it's your choice. I leave it up to you. God knew he could trust his son. And the son knew he could trust his father. We likewise, let us know we can trust our God. Our father is trustworthy. But let us also be proven to be trustworthy. All right. Let us be able to demonstrate to our heavenly father that he can trust us. Amen. It matters. All right. I mean, yes. For for our children here. Does it not matter if we can trust you or, or not? Yes. yes. And everybody wants to be trustworthy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, then we have to do the things that continually demonstrate, consistently demonstrate that we are trustworthy. So that, that how that kind of looks when you're, how do I walk this out? How, how mm-hmm. do I do this? When the Holy Spirit comes, don't put him off into another time. Mm-hmm. Next time, God, I'll, I'll answer. Next time, I'll obey you, God. Next time, I'll listen and I'll hear determine and purpose in your heart and your mind this time now i hear you immediately i will i will not miss you or let god pass me by another time where i hear his voice speaking to me i'm going to take this opportunity and you will find out how faithful god is because Mm -hmm. when he knows your determination is that he will make sure you get there he'll level every plane He'll bring every mountain low. He'll raise every valley up to make a straight place for your feet to walk in, to make a straight path for you to get there, to make that accomplishment. He will because it's his will. It was his desire and design that you succeed in him. That's not us telling him, God, we want to be successful, but him saying, it's my design, my purpose. I will that you be successful in me. The Father desires that we succeed in him. And, and he defines what success is. Amen, Amen. to that. And Amen. that success is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. <laughs> Enter into my rest. That's it. 
that's the that's the the bulk and the epitome of our success is welcome into the kingdom i know you and i will mm-hmm. confess you before my father in heaven not depart from me i do not i never knew you right but that goes with also changing our mindset on not being so focused on the results but just being focused on being obedient to whatever he asks us to do right leave the results up to our lord and savior mm-hmm. he already knows the outcome mm-hmm. right and we each of us have an opportunity to demonstrate our obedience and lay aside the the oh so enticing uh snare or desire to compare yourself with the world mm-hmm. that's where it is today i mean and, and it's been coming that israel said give us a king we want to be like everybody else but in the the land and the sea of voices the look at me look at me that happens and it's a barrage against the minds and the hearts of people i mean there were, we have listeners that are in third world, third world countries and mm-hmm. they get YouTube and they look at the, the people that are putting their face up there and showing and trying to make a, uh, an attempt to get to another place or things of that nature. And it's everywhere. There are many voices in the world and none of them are without significance. They all have a purpose of what they're trying to accomplish. So in that, let God's reflection be the standard that you attempt to measure up to, not what the world says life should look like because that will easily have you displeased, just like what happened to woman in the garden. God knows you. he just doesn't want you to be as wise as he is, basically is what he said. Sounds That's nothing what the adversary like said. So don't look to compare with anyone else. Look at Jesus and know that what he wants for you and what he has for you is good, and that's his best. Before we go for today, I wanted to reference the, um, the incense in the altar, Revelations 8, verse 4. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended mm-hmm. before God from the angel's hand. So understanding that, again, as we're looking at all these things, they have their heavenly original Amen. and the earthly is a, um, a placeholder or a shadow of what is already present in the heavenlies, how important our prayers are before God. So as you go and you're letting God refine you, Keep, keep yourself in prayer with him, continually communing with the Holy Spirit because your thoughts and your desires do matter to God. He takes them into consideration to know you and because he already knows you and the compassion he has towards you. It doesn't change him from being who he is. It doesn't make him do anything, but it's important to him. It's something that he prizes and he values. So know that he hears you and he loves you. Mm-hmm. And when he wants to refine your request, to make it line up with his will in case you're outside of it. Know that that's from his heart because he loves you. That's his heart towards you is to love you completely and get you to a place where he wants you to be. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today because there's a lot to, to ponder on, to let the Holy Spirit minister to you and to look up. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to, to contact us. Mm-hmm. Look forward to hearing from you. And, and you can do that either through our website at adayofprayer.org or through our directly through email at ministry at a day of prayer.org. Amen. All right. Okay. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. And just thank you for giving us your instructions so that we can have your fullness, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for making where your instructions are very clear and that there's no mistaking what you want us to do, Lord. 
In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.